and start your engines. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right. Well, I've been telling you since 2012 when I started investing in Bitcoin that Wall Street was going to get involved, and they have. And we've never had a hedge fund manager on before, somebody that actually institutionally buys cryptocurrency. And that's what we have tonight. Uh, Jeff Seconder is with us. He's uh, with Boron Capital, and he invests on behalf of investors into the cryptocurrency markets. His first time with us. Jeff, good to have you with us, sir. Thank you, Jim. Super pumped to be here. Hey, uh, I I want to start by asking you, just to begin with, to explain people to people what a hedge fund is, and what an accredited investor is, so that if people maybe were interested in putting money into your fund, how does that work? Yeah. So first and foremost, a hedge fund is just a essentially a pool of funds where. Uh, you know, people, businesses, institutions, uh, trusts, uh, we even take retirement accounts. They can all invest into a pool of funds. And then there's some type of a central company that is managing it, which is typically, uh, in the, in this case, it's general partners is what they're actually called. And all the investors are called limited partners. And a hedge fund is really meant to be able to hedge against downside risk. So typically, hedge funds are set up so that they can make money, um, whether they go up or they go down, uh, as far as the market goes. And they typically are a little bit less volatile than someone that's just buying and holding on uh, during these these massive peaks and troughs that crypto typically goes through. So that's what a hedge fund is. And on the accredited status, you do need to be worth a million dollars, excluding your primary residence. And then, uh, and or you can have your income that's above two hundred thousand dollars a year, and if you're married and filing jointly, um, it can be over three hundred thousand. And that's the current status of the accreditation status here in the United States. Are you on a speakerphone by chance? Uh, I am not. Okay, no worries. No, I just want to, yeah, just to stay a little bit closer to the uh, to your phone. I can hear you great. I just was getting a little okay. bit of an echo. Uh, in any case, if people, oh, okay. so for so for the few people, I know most people listening right now have the million dollar net worth. I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, but yeah. for, for those that don't have the million dollar net worth, you also have a mentorship program where there's another way people can connect with you that want to sort of maybe follow your trading or learn about how to, to buy and sell crypto maybe on their own? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, my purpose is, is much larger than just getting wealthy people wealthier. So um, I produce a lot of free content online and also have some educational programs where I actually manage a, a $50,000 portfolio 
pretty much exactly how I would manage an actual hedge fund. And people could just follow along and see exactly like what my mindset is going on, you know, through uh, different changes with inside of the market and what positions I'm taking and why I'm taking those. So that's been highly beneficial. Over a thousand people uh, have been following along with that group for over a year now. And what's the website for people to find out about that? Because I think that's going to be the biggest interest as a result of this interview. Yeah, so you could go to um, 0%.com, which would be uh, the number uh, zero and then percent spelled out.com. And that's that, that takes them directly to your site where they can join the mentorship and and follow, kind of mirror what you're doing if they decide to do that. Yeah, exactly. So there's a few few things on there actually, and um, the site is it's called the or the the product is called uh, Inner Circle, is what is actually called. So um, that's a program where you can just follow exactly what that 50k uh, portfolio is. So if somebody wanted to take, let's say, take fifty thousand dollars and invest it into cryptocurrency. Based on all the different uh, platforms that are out there, what's the best platform or maybe top one or two that people could look at uh, if it was individual money or even retirement money? I mean, I know you're limited if you're like at a TD Ameritrade or something like that. So where would you suggest mm-hmm. that somebody uh, set up like a brokerage account for crypto? What What are the best options for that? Yeah, all depends on the size of the investment, but I would say one of the best places is, and it also depends which country people are from, but there's a a platform called Voyager, um, and it's a super simple app to use. Um, It's a pretty trendy looking app. It's a purple app. And the cool thing is, is you can go ahead and like deposit um, fiat currency onto that platform a lot of crypto like exchanges are like crypto only um, exchanges and sometimes it's a little bit difficult to get money onto the exchanges believe it or not and if uh, the voyager app makes it super simple you can pull money straight from your bank account via ach or wire it in and then you can instantly buy on the platform and the great thing about it is it's it's something called a lending platform where you can actually earn interest on the um the cryptocurrency that you're buying. So right when you start to buy it and you hold on that platform, it pays you anywhere typically from like four to 10% per year just to hold the cryptocurrency on, uh, on that app. And it, the cool thing is it's paid in kind as well. So if you're, you know, buying Bitcoin, it's paying you in Bitcoin just to hold the Bitcoin on that app. So you get the, the, you get the gains on your Bitcoin just like you normally would, but kind of the bonuses, then you earn that interest. And that's, is that because people are borrowing that to go short? Is that, is that what's happening? Like what happens on Wall Street? No, because, well, because they have, um, I mean, a few things. They make money on, on the trading volume. So as long as you aren't like trading, you won't be paying fees. Um, but so they make money on that. They're also, uh, issuing loans to institutions. They don't do retail loans yet, but they do have a, a nice margin. So like they'll charge an institution. 10, you know, 10% and they'll pay you 6%. So their okay. margin is, you know, 4%. Yeah. Very good. So that's kind of a, so that's not a bad platform. Yeah. Um, and what, is there another I, one you I, want to mention? I can give a few, few yeah, more just as get, well. Maybe mention one um, more and then, then we'll skip ahead. Yeah. I mean, 
Coinbase is good. Um, I'm sure everyone has probably heard of that, but the thing is you, they charge high fees. So a better, um, if you want a, a lot of, you know, volume, which can help you, uh, execute trades at a more desired price. Um, if you go to pro.coinbase.com, you can actually greatly limit the amount of fees that you pay. And a lot of people don't even realize that this is an option. Um, but pro.coinbase.com has, um, much, much less fees than Coinbase and it still has all of the, the volume that Coinbase has. So, um, that's a, another great option. It is a little bit more of like a trader's like, you know, platform, but, um, that's a, also a, a great option. And I also really like FTX as well. Um, and you know, anyone abroad can use FTX and inside the United States, they have FTX, uh, US as well. Okay, I want you to blow our mind and tell us your 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 best crypto pick and and how much was made. <laughs> uh, so I would say one of the best recent picks. I mean, we bought Solana at uh, at eighteen dollars and it went well over two hundred and, and like within about four months after we bought it. So that was really great. And, and we do like Solana because it is one, one of the most scalable blockchains. Uh, I would say another one that rings a bell too is, uh, Kadena. This is a, a really, really interesting project. And the person that actually invented blockchain, his name is Stuart Haber. He invented blockchain in the early 1990s. And he is one of the uh, founding members of Kadena. And, uh, bought that right around, uh, $3 and it quickly went up to $27. So made, wow, made some good money on, uh, on that coin as well. And what's a current like long shot that, that you're looking at? Like if somebody wanted, I always call these picks like lottery picks for smart people. Uh, you know, it's like the lottery <laughs> for smart people because you got a lot greater chances. I mean, you're, you pick one of these long shots, like you go to a coin market cap and you like scroll down to like the ones that are going for like a fraction of a penny. And you think, man, if I could take one of these and put like a thousand dollars into it and pick the right one, I could be set for life. Uh, so is there like a long shot in your, whether it's in your portfolio or not, but, but kind of like you're sitting around with friends and you're like, well, there's this one and you just don't know it's going mm -hmm. for a half a cent and who knows what could happen. Do you have anything like that? Yeah, I would say before I mention maybe one or so, that's a, uh, there's a really big misconception in cryptocurrency, like the lower the price it is, um, you know, the, the, the higher it can go. It all depends on the market cap. So like that Shiba coin that everyone was talking about, that's like 0.000001. Everyone's like, Oh my gosh, if that goes into $10, I'll be the wealthiest per person on earth. But really <laughs> it, the market cap was already 30 billion. So okay, it's like, fair. Yeah, it, fair it all depends on the market cap. So yeah. Yeah. So it depends on, you know, what the total supply of the coin is. Um, but, but yeah, I would say, I really don't, the problem is with, with the amount of, you know, money that we manage, if we're looking at something that's like a sub 50 million market cap, we will completely move the market and there's not enough volume. So oftentimes we're not even looking that low. Um, but I think a really important project that is, is going to do pretty well is, uh, that's still somewhat low on the market cap list is uh flux and that's f l 
UX. Um, it's a super important uh, blockchain, and you can also stake it for income. And uh, I think it's like number one. I think it's right around like 150 on the market cap. So it still has quite a lot of room to grow. I don't know if you get into mining at all. And, and I've written a book on Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And I, I have a whole section of my book about mining and all of that. And what I concluded was as fascinating as it was and, and learning all about mining and how it works. I basically decided as after, you know, researching it for well over a year that I was going to be better off taking the money I would have put into all the computers and all the mining stuff and to just take that and put it into cryptocurrency and not even bother mining. But people disagree with me on that. They say, no, there are still some cryptocurrencies out there where you can still do really well mining, even as an individual setting up a little, you know, set up in, in an extra bedroom in your house. Uh, do you know much about mining and, and are there any opportunities still for mining? Yeah, I know a fair amount about mining. I, we have a few, few facilities uh, up north from where I'm at, I'm in Miami, Florida. So we have some actually in Ohio and one of, uh, actually the main coin, I only mine two different coins. So I, I mine Bitcoin, which you can generate right around $8,000 a year net of, you know, electric, electric and all the, the things that go into actually operating the facility. Or if you, you know, you pay someone 300 bucks a month, you're typically walking away with like $5,000 a year. And the mining machines cost between, you know, 10 to 13 grand. So it's typically like an 18 month period before you're getting your money back, uh, at current prices, at least, you know, if Bitcoin goes up in value, um, then obviously it could, be, it could be shorter. If it goes down, it'll take longer. So say but that, it, say, let, let say me, let me ask you it. those numbers again, though, because I want to make sure people get that. So you're saying you could like actually do like through some kind of a lease arrangement, you could pay $300 a month to like rent someone's server and mine Bitcoin. And that $300 a month would actually result in how much per month that you would be making in Bitcoin. Yeah, so it depends on the miner. Um, but yeah, it's, it's typically right around, I can give you the exact amount if you want to give me a second, but sure. it's typically right around five, five thousand to eight thousand a year in income after the electrical. So, um, and then yeah, there's a, there's another miner I'll talk about here in a second that's even much higher, but it all depends on like the, the terra hash of the miner that you buy. Um, and you know, I'm speaking of the one that's actually out yet because the main company, Bitmain, is releasing a more powerful one, but that is not out until July. Now, just to clarify, um, are, are you, Jeff? Terahash. Jeff, are you talking? Yeah. Are you talking right now about me buying equipment and setting it up in my house, or are we talking about one of these services where I can actually pay a service to like use one of their servers? Is that what you were alluding to a moment ago? So what I am, we actually uh, are just now starting to do this for retail investors too. Um, so there are you. The thing with these machines are they are about twenty pounds. They're heavy. They're pretty somewhat large. Um, they make a lot of noise. They spit off a lot of heat, and it takes a commercial outlet. So you cannot just plug it into your in your house. You know, you could plug it into where like a refrigerator plugs into, okay. but not into a typical outlet. So these are not things that you would put in your house. <laughs> you would want to uh, have these in a commercial 
building that has a lot of electrical, like a lot, because they suck a lot of electricity. So the one that I'm looking at right now is that, so there are places that you can go that will host, it's called hosting. They'll host the machine for you. You own the machine a lot of the times, and then they will host the mining machine for you. And the hundred, so the one that I was just talking about, which is um, right around 10 to 13 grand, uh, this does $21 a day in revenue, which comes out to 76,000 or 7,600 a month. And, uh, after the fee, after, you know, a $280 fee, uh, it'll do $360, uh, profit a month or 4,300 profit per year right now. And then obviously, you know, if Bitcoin went back to all time highs, it would do closer to, you know, the, the 8K region, uh, net of all fees. Wow. That's crazy. So somebody could take $13,000 and then create, a monthly income off of that of three hundred dollars, a net yep, income. Three is right now it's three hundred and sixty. Yep. Wow. Correct. And 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 so here's so here's what's what the name? What's the name it, of that? What's the name of that that particular service you're talking about? The so one? a lot of the times, so there's multiple. There's multiple different. I mean, just look up Bitcoin. You know, hosting. Right. You can look that up anywhere and and be able to see. Um, different companies that will host the mining equipment for you. Okay. So if you just look up like, yeah, Bitcoin mining, uh, hosting, you'll, you'll find different services that you can actually host your miner with. And, and are there services, um, so yeah. are there services where you can pay them yeah. for renting their machine and the whole nine yards and you don't have to put the capital in and you still can get money off of it or or i've heard like kind of sketchy things about those deals that some of them are ponzi schemes and that sort of thing yeah i've heard that you can people are kind of doing a thing where they buy all the machinery and then they also kind of you 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 pretty much renting uh terahash which is just like the the uh the power from the machine essentially um, and, and yeah, I have heard some decent things about that, but you do want to find a reputable company to use. So if you are doing it, make sure to like look at reviews and stuff because you don't want to just blindly start ordering miners online because they're, I have heard some not so great stories about that as well, but it is a big business now. Like, I don't know if you saw, but Tesla is now partnering with a company called Blockstream and um, te- or I guess it's it's more Elon Musk. I'm sure he's bringing Solar City into this, but he's bringing a ton of solar panels in, and then they are all mining Bitcoin together. So it's it'll probably be like the biggest facility ever because you yeah, know how. And, and there's Elon some big, some big corporation uh, announced recently. I think it was Exxon or somebody like that 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 somewhere in Alaska. They're now doing like massive amounts of Bitcoin mining. And the reason why people do it in the cold exactly. climates, cold climates, because they're throwing off heat. So you could actually like uh, mm-hmm. you, could, you could run it and not have to worry about a cooling cost because you're in a cold climate. Uh, you've got automatic, you know, free cooling. That That's one of your costs is cooling. Exactly. And that's why these cold climates. Yeah. Uh, boy, that's that's exciting. So what would be the other coin? You said there, other than Bitcoin, what's another one that's worth mining? Uh, any obscure ones worth mining? Yes. Yeah. So the, I, I really only believe in mining one other coin. So and this is actually I mine more of this than Bitcoin. Um, it's a coin called uh, KDA, which is the coin that I was talking about earlier. Uh, the blockchain is called Kadena. 
and the the coin is KDA. And this is a, the technology behind this blockchain is revolutionary. And like I mentioned, the guy that literally invented blockchain is the person that came out with this project and coin. So um, it's a pretty, I, I believe it's going to be a really impactful blockchain and, and coin long term. And this machine is quite expensive now because how these machines are priced is based on the income. And right now this machine spits out $124 a day, which is $3,700 a month, which is $44,957 a year. So this is higher than the median income inside the United States a year wow. on this one machine. But but the machine does cost between, you know, forty five and fifty five thousand. Yeah, but um, that's crazy. So, the machine. so you could put fifty thousand dollars in and then get a hundred percent return on your money for each year. Is that right? I mean, am I do thinking about that right? Exactly. That's crazy. Yes. That is yeah. that is absolutely crazy. All right. Let me do this. I'm and gonna, it actually uses less electricity than Bitcoin, uh, which is amazing. I'm going to go, we'll ahead go ahead and uh, open up our phone lines. If you're watching on the video stream, I went ahead and just uh, put the phone number up in the lower corner of the screen. If you are listening on one of our many audio streams, I'm going to read the number off to you right now. We'll take a few calls. 646 646- 7164041 your questions about cryptocurrency bitcoin bitcoin mining investing any of these things 6467164041 that's 6467164041 or we'll take questions by email jim at christianmoney.com jim at christianmoney.com and uh someone's asking here on an email question what is the best cryptocurrency for privacy because isn't it true that the blockchain is public and that if you're really wanting privacy that a coin like bitcoin isn't really going to give you a lot of privacy that there are better coins for privacy yeah absolutely i mean so there's ways to to keep you know private with Bitcoin because you can use different types of like decentralized wallets. So you can set up like a MetaMask wallet, and then there's no KYC, which is know your client, which means that you know there's no one that's taken your social security number, and that wallet is not tied to your name. So then you could hold really any cryptocurrency. But I mean, as far as you know, true privacy coins go. I mean, the largest one and probably most reputable one is Monero, which is, uh, XMR. And that is, that is a true privacy coin. The thing that scares me about it is that the, at least here in the United States, the IRS is definitely not going to be a fan of that. So I see privacy coins being heavily regulated, which is likely going to cause some volatility in the, the price of those coins. That's the only thing I'd be careful about if you do go the privacy coin route is, there is definitely going to be regulation against those because that's how you can evade taxes quite easily. Well, so, and, and, and um, that you've got that, that, that question. That There's a question now on your tax return about, you know, it, what you own in crypto. So you got to basically be willing to answer that or, or perjure yourself uh, on your tax return. So, but people do want privacy yeah. for other reasons and, uh, other than just like tax yeah. evasion. And, and that's fair because I think that, uh, yeah. there's, there's so much, um, violation of our privacy anymore. Uh, somebody wants to ask about inflation. Yeah. Inflation, you know, we're, we're paying like $4 for gas. You go 
go to the grocery store, a tiny package of ground beef is like seven or eight dollars now. It's just gone nuts. Uh, what effect they're asking here was is inflation going to have on cryptocurrency? Is inflation good for cryptocurrency? They're asking. Yeah, I think it's a really, really good thing for the adoption because uh, a lot of cryptocurrencies, like we, we, we really like to hold BNB, Luna, ETH, and then Bitcoin for like longer term holdings because those are deflationary coins, except Bitcoin is disinflationary, which means that the supply is decreasing over long periods of time. And the other coins, when I say deflationary, that means their supply is actually shrinking. So it's doing the opposite of all these fiat currencies that are inflating, which is really important. And that's what you want to look for is things that have, you know, a larger demand and uh, a decreasing supply or at least a supply that's not outpacing the rate of its, you know, demand. So I think it's actually really, really powerful for cryptocurrency. It's going to be really important because people are looking at store of value assets and now Bitcoin is becoming very, very respectable in that asset class. And I think it's a perfect um, asset for especially like millennials and Gen Z and all the younger uh, population to get into because they understand that everything's moving digital and they actually feel more comfortable putting money into cryptocurrencies than they do even the stock market. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be really important for cryptocurrencies. Hit you with a couple more questions here. Somebody wants to know about Ripple XRP, and I've been following the lawsuit, and it looks like it's going really well for Ripple XRP. Like they're uncovering these damning emails uh, that the government uh, was hiding. And it really looks, I mean, from the coverage I'm watching, it really looks good for Ripple XRP. And if they win that lawsuit, I think most people agree there's going to be a major pop in that cryptocurrency. Do you mm -hmm. like Ripple XRP? And what do you make of the current status of the lawsuit? Yeah, so I we actually don't hold any uh, XRP. I mean, partially because it actually got delisted from all the exchanges in the U.S. I do think that it is going to rise in value, assuming they do get over this lawsuit, which I think is going to be really, really important for the overall cryptocurrency industry. The thing I do not like about XRP is how centralized it is. So, you know, cryptocurrency was really invented for, to be decentralized, but the, a very, very large amount of the supply is still owned by the owners of uh, of Ripple and, and the founders of XRP. So that is one thing I'm not a huge fan of is how centralized it is. But I do think that the coin is going to do well because, you know, Ripple has so many relationships now and partnerships with some of the largest banks in the United States. And I would also tell you to go look up this um, this new uh, you know, pretty much language that these banks are about to use. It's called ISO. So ISO 222. If you look that up on Google, you'll see that there's a few uh, blockchains that are approved. One of them is Ripple. Another one's, you know, Stellar, Quant. There's a few other ones. There's five actually. And, and Ripple is, um, one of the main ones is named there, which is going to potentially be assuming that this ISO 222 which is just a new language for the banks to communicate. Assuming that gets approved, which is supposed to happen later this year, um, that would be really, really big for, for Ripple. And I think if they can get over the lawsuit and then that happens, I think, you know, XRP is going to do very well. And we'll hit you with one last question. Uh, somebody wants you to weigh in on Dogecoin. <laughs> 
I've always I've always thought it was I've always thought it was a joke, but you know, it people have made money with it. Um, I mean, oh, yeah. it, it, it is it just one of those sort of just speculative things that goes up and goes down and it doesn't really hold a lot of water as a true crypto? Yes. Yeah, I would say that's that's pretty true. People that are really deep into the, the cryptocurrency industry definitely are not huge fans of it. I would say if, if it didn't have Elon Musk tweeting about it every month <laughs> I, I don't think it would be near what it is now so uh, i'm not a not a huge fan of doge but i i'll tell you this i am a really big fan of anything that gets more uh awareness around cryptocurrency and dogecoin has done an unbelievable job of getting newer investors into the the industry which i'm you know a really big fan of so i i, I do applaud dogecoin for for the ability to bring in uh, newer investors very good. And, and as we close it out, tell people again how they can uh, follow you, get your articles, uh, look at maybe joining your mentorship group, all of that good stuff. Yeah, I would say the easiest way to learn, you know, if you are accredited about our funds or if you want to learn about our programs to um, that inner circle group that I discussed where we, we talk about the markets and analysis and all that stuff. If you text the word crypto, so just C-R-Y-P-T-O to eight seven 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 one zero six one five. That's eight seven 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 one zero six one five. Um if you just text the word crypto to that number, we'll be able to help you in, in really any way, whether you want to learn or you want to invest. And then also I produce a lot of free content online, like I was saying. So even if you don't want to spend any money, you just want to start to learn more about the industry and the space. My name is Jeff Seconder, so if you just look me up on YouTube or uh, on Instagram, I post a lot of stuff there. I'm, I'm also recently on on Twitter as well, um, so I can you you can get some free. Let's value let's that make way sure well. people have the spelling of your name. It's S like in Sam, E K I N like in Nancy, G E R Seconder Jeff Seconder. And what's that yeah. website again? That zero percent website. Yeah, it's just if you just go to zero percent dot com, just make sure you're spelling out the word percent. So it's um, it's the number zero, where, uh, the number zero, and then spell yeah. out the word, spell out the word percent, the number zero, spell out the word percent dot com. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Very good. Most of our listeners listen on the download of the show that comes out tomorrow in our post-production. And then the video in this show will re-air dozens of times throughout the week. And we're on a number of different networks. Uh, so you'll probably see more of the responses the week, uh, uh, you know, moves on towards, you know, Thursday and Friday, that sort of thing. But thank you so much for being with us. A very interesting conversation. And we definitely love to have you back again, Jeff. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jim. Let oh, me know. Oh. We would be happy to come back on. All right. Thank you again. Have a great God bless. Have a good night. Wow, that was fascinating. I hope I didn't lose people in the weeds, but man, that was fun to have that conversation about cryptocurrency. All right. A lot coming up next week is Easter. We're off for Easter, but we've got some great replays for you. And then uh, some other great guests uh, are already lined up for the coming weeks. Remember, if it's Sunday night, it's Jim Paris Live. So long, everybody. We'll talk to you next time.